Okay. <laughs> it's cold? Windy, but not cold. Dry. It's like a dry wind. But not cold. Kinda. Not really. The sun is out, so that brings the cold. It's like 61 degrees. Nice. <laughs> Spring is here. It is. It's nice Thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can uh, go to our chat line and Hank will uh, let me know your questions or comments and I can refer to them. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. So, y'all ready for this morning? Yes. Yeah. Um, any questions or comments or anything? Anybody had a life this week? Yeah. Yeah. You had your hand? Yes, sir. So I, I noticed something about myself uh, that uh, sometimes I get uh, bored and, uh, you know, by, some, by being still, um, I, I realized that uh, being bored is uh, the devil talking to me, telling me I, I could be doing something productive. And so, um, you know, it's another trick, you know, like, uh, like people talk about personalities or you're bored. That's yeah. just another part of the ego that's uh, it really is. That's dying. Amazing. One person had a life this week. So no question for me. I have a question. Um, and I thought about it. This is interesting. What was your life like this week? You know, you're supposed to pay attention to yourself. What was it like this week? Yes. Right here, yeah. What was your life like this week? My life this week had a lot of a lot of moments where I could see I don't know if you'd say revelations or epiphanies or whatever, but um for example, well this was just last night and this kind of happened periodically throughout the week. I was going to meet some friends, and I, while I was driving there, I started seeing this whole conversation about personalities. Like if I, before having that conversation last week, <clears throat> going somewhere, I would, for the sake of this conversation, mentally prepare myself and suit up in whatever personality. I needed to be in to walk into a room of whatever people. So you would wrap up in whatever wicked spirit you need before, before you got there? Yeah. yeah, and so I noticed last night, I noticed that thought drift in, like, who's going to be there? How are you going to walk in? You know, imagining myself <laughs> walking into this place. Yeah. And I, I just saw it, like, 
it wasn't like I'm not going to do that. It was more like, wow, like this is this is crazy that I and there's like that that knee jerk instinct where you want to suit up into this armor, so to speak, before you walk in to which is all ego, which is all not me anyway. So it was a really I think even seeing that last night my whole experience being out with this group of people some people I knew some people I didn't it was really (laughs) in the end I feel like I could have been there or not been there because I I just I don't know it was nice to say hi to my friend wish her a happy birthday and after that I felt like I don't this is why I came I don't I you know and it wasn't and did you have inner conflict this week fear or or anxiety um, yeah. or... I think the week started off that way because of last week. I think it, I had some conflict at the end of last week that carried into the beginning of this week, and I just chose to sit with it and do the silent prayer and, and look at it. And really, it, I think I was... I really appreciated last week of just lay down your weapon, and I think that was something that I continually was aware of this week. Like, I'm just laying it down. I'm not... I'm not participating in this fight of fear and conversation with the enemy. I'm just not doing it. And how did you deal with the conflict? We were just there. How did you deal with it? How did you handle it? Well, some of it, some of it, like like I asked somebody a question if they wanted to participate in something, and just that act alone made me super afraid. Like all these things. So I, instead of, I just felt it, and I just allowed my ego to feel all of this stuff, and not I didn't try to fight it. I didn't try to have a conversation with it. I didn't sit there and sit in the silent prayer and be still with it. I just was like, this is part of my ego dying, and I'm going to sit and feel all of this and watch all of this go through my body Good. because this is... I don't even need to explain what it was. It was just all these thoughts and feelings <laughs> happening that I just I let them go through. Yeah. You know, and it it was really uncomfortable for like I don't know an hour and a half, two hours. Like my face got hot. Like I had like you know physical <laughs> react. Seriously, yeah. You know, I'm like this is crazy. <laughs> but I also remember hearing you talk about like the the visceral reaction to your ego dying. It it, it you know I, I had a lot of I I, I don't want to hog the microphone. I had a lot of moments this week like this where it was just really active. I am seeing it. I'm going through it. I'm sitting still. I'm allowing my ego to die. Did you want to take antidepressant medication? Were you feeling all that? No. That's what people take for. Right. They take medication for that. Right. Like it's going to solve the problem. I I, I understand that in the fallen state. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You just want it to stop. Right. You know, but this is, this, I think my biggest I don't know the right word, awakening, vision, whatever, however the word you want to use, is that I'm so acutely aware of my who I am as spirit and what this ego shell of mess, is. like I just see the distinction so clearly. And it's, nice. I think last week I was trying to wrestle with my ego or something. I don't know what was going on. It doesn't even really matter, I guess, but where this week I was like, well, here we are. It's This is the corner I'm in. It's me and my ego. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. are you going to sit here and f- 
wrestle the devil or are you just going to lay your weapon down and be in spirit and just kill all this noise? So does it help knowing that that is the devil in you, the yes. spirit of evil? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The devil woke me up this morning at loud. Yeah. Like it was like a man's voice this close to my ear. And that's happened a lot throughout my life where I've been woken up with voices where I've, you know, panicked, gone into prayer, freaked out, called my mom, laid there paralyzed. And this morning I was like, wow, are we really doing this at 3 a.m.? Like, <laughs> you know, and I just went into silent prayer and went back to bed and I didn't get all stirred up about it. I was like, this is, this is a real thing. And even in my sleep at 3 in the morning, Satan's going to try to freak me out this close to my ear with yeah. the loudest voice. It sounded like, some, like you standing right next to me shouting into my ear. You know? And they call that nightmare. They don't call that being attacked by evil spirits. They call it nightmare, and then they want to give you medication for nightmare. Like that's going to just get rid of the spirit, and it won't. Yeah. I, I mean, this is really interesting, and it is a lot it is a, a definite relief of living my life, being able to see all this, although at times it, it, it feels overwhelming and heavy because it is so new, but it really is so much better. It's yeah. just weird because, like last night... I love night, that. It's overwhelming and new, but it's better. Isn't that something? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, Absolutely. What a mess. It is a mess. It is a mess. <laughs> and it's going to get worse. Because <laughs> if you... <laughs> I want to warn you, if you stay with it, and, and don't think about this, but just know it's going to get worse. As that, those spirits are dying, and all those identities are dying that you've been calling yourself, the devil going to scream. He's going to yell, where's God? How come it takes you so long? This is not working to make you think that it's you, and you, you're going to want to cry. You're not going to, all kinds of things are going to come, but go through the hell anyway. Um, yeah. I'm, go through it anyway. Relax in the hell yeah. and go through it. Yeah. There was, one morning this week listening to your show, I even started <clears throat> doubting you, and ironically the caller was even said while I'm thinking this, this caller's like I'm doubting what you're saying Jesse and I was like yeah. that's why it's so amazing to listen to other people talk because you're yes you're able you know you're not the only like, one because the devil's like wants to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong and this is whack and this is you know bonkers don't go down this road you're wasting your time everyone's a liar like you know <laughs> But somebody called it out as a, like in that moment, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty wild." This call that is amazing. Really, You're absolutely right. Yeah. The devil does the same thing to every human being. Every human being walking this earth is dealing with that. But most run from it by getting high or or drinking or doing drugs or having sex or something to try to keep from facing it. But the devil does the same thing to everyone. He does it to the Chinese, and they run and get rice. He does it. <laughs> he does it to the blast, and we go get some candy yams to try to escape that pain. But the devil does it to everyone. 
Yeah, I can see that. And it's too bad that Christianity has not taught us about this. You know, it just looked like all you have to do is accept Jesus. And it's supposed to be fine, but it's not. That's another setup by the devil. Yeah. And that's why people are not born again of the Father. They've been lied to. What a mess, it huh? It's a mess. Most people don't want to handle this, too, because it's easier, they think, not dealing with it than it is dealing with it. They, and they think that it's them. They don't recognize that voice. Like you said, the devil will tell you, oh, Jesse's wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking about. If you pay attention, you're going to see that's not, you would never tell yourself that. Right, right, right. right. And, and you're going to start seeing the difference. And that's going to cause you to go through this depth thing even more so. But it's hell. It is, you know. But It's I, hell, but it ain't hell. Right. It's only hell because we have identified with it. And because we believe that the devil has power, he doesn't. He really doesn't have any at all. But it feels like he does. It's so painful. And it just feels like he has power, but he really doesn't. Yeah, I was talking to my sister this morning about that. Like, if you really see the distinction of spirit and flesh or spirit and ego, Satan himself can sit in front of you and there's no reason to be afraid because he has no power. Yeah. You know, and it made me think of like God in the scriptures saying, do not be afraid. And it's like, he's almost like, he's like, stop thinking. <laughs> do you he know is. what I'm saying? Because he's telling you to bring every imagination right. into captivity. The depths and the wickedness of the imagination is mind blowing. And you will not know it until you start going through it. The imagination is wicked. It is pure evil. And it hates you. It wants you to destroy your soul. It lives off the soul by getting you to react, causing you to judge yourself and other people, causing you to, to be, as Francisco would say, be lonely. You got to get married. You got to have this. You got to have that. It is pure wicked. The imagination is wicked. And it have you thinking things that's not even true. And you believe it and jump off a bridge. And then when you jump off the bridge, the devil is laughing. I got you. What a mess, huh? It is. And I, I can say as a fact, <clears throat> that's where I was before I came here the first time. Yeah. 100%. Like, I just, I had run out of any, you know, I was, I, I was kind of like, well, I'll come in here and listen. <laughs> you just happen to be walking by? No, I, I mean, <clears throat> my sister introduced me to you a while ago. and I. Oh, been, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I remember I'd you saying that. I heard yeah. for a while, like, I wasn't, I don't know, I agreed with some stuff, didn't agree, I don't know, I just, I was aware of, of this, but it, yeah. was, it was more like, well, I'm either going to jump off a building or I can at least maybe go sit in this room and maybe hear something, yeah. you know. But the truth is... Is the truth is, and if you that's can what happened to me truth, too. I finally got tired. I'm like, you know what? I can't change myself. I'm sick of this. Right. I I prayed. I read the Bible. I gave money. I volunteered. I did everything they said to do, and it still was conflict. I still had the fear. I still had the emotional stuff. I'm like, I can't fix it. I'm done. 
And so I just asked God, let me see myself. Show me. And it's been an amazing road to travel since then. And once you give up and you're all in and you're willing to go through it, no matter what happened, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, it can't be... <laughs> It can't be worse than it was. Yeah. Because it was, it, it was like, at least even, you know, for example, feeling that pain or fear or shame or whatever it was the other day for a couple hours, like it came and passed and I didn't, it's over. And it'll, it could maybe at some stage come through again and I sit with that, but yeah. it's not 24-7, <clears throat> you know, around the clock feeling that way at every single turn. That's because right. Because I ordered a coffee and somebody didn't like my hair whatever i don't know you know what i'm saying i mean yes the 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 met the world every single thing in the world is designed to take captivity of your brain and lie to you amen to die yes and the commercials and everything it is that's how I was last night. I sat down with these people and I'm talking and I'm surrounded by all these big screen TVs and I'm like, I don't, this is, this, this is wild. <laughs> like my spirit is just sitting here in this bubble of the devil telling me who to be, how to think, how to eat, who to say, who to talk about. Yeah. Until, you know, you leave there, you know negative 50 bucks and you feel like you're in a bad mood and i'm serious and then you get home and you're like should i buy that thing i saw on the tv and do i really like green bay pat you know you just now you're thinking about like none of that even really wow you're so right Uh, yeah now when you look at that stuff you think why did i used to want that because they the commercials are set up and the mind works with the commercials to make you think that you want something you really don't want you don't want that. You don't need it. You don't want it. And then you get in debt for it. Your credit card, now the interest rate going up on the card. And then you want to jump off the bridge for that. Right. It's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. I counseled with a couple couples this week, and both said that they didn't want one another. They thought they wanted to be married. They thought that that's what was going to fix the problem. But once they got married, they both admitted, I never wanted you. And they never, and, and didn't solve the problem. Oh, they made the problem worse. The commercial didn't work. False mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. The devil said, you know what? What will fix that loneliness is a wife or a husband or kids. And you ask them, well, uh, you ask lonely people or lost people, why do you want to get married? Because I want to be a better parent than my parent. That is such a dumb answer. How are you going to be a better parent than your parent when you're the same person? Talking to the same devil, and you get up and you get married, make some babies, now you screw up the babies. And the whole thing starts over again. The devil tells you that you want to get married. That's not from God. That's not from you. The devil tells you that you want to get married. And then, and then you say, well, if I look at my parents, their marriage wasn't no good, was no good. And the devil said, but yours would be better. And you're like, oh, okay. And you get married and all hell break loose again. What a mess, huh? Listen to that voice. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's there. It's, you know, I'm, I'm watching it 
and that's all I'm doing. I, I'm not <laughs> fighting it. I'm looking at it, and it's going to be what it is. And it's like now that I can see, this is like well. Yeah, once you can see, you it, can't unsee. I can't. I just and I really fully can understand the narrow road because it just like I don't know. I I just really you know like what a mess it is. I, I don't I, I don't have words really. I feel like I'm just mumbling because yeah. I, it. I don't I don't know how to put words to all. Of this. You can't put words to all of it. It's amazing. How was your life this week? What was your life like this week? Is this your first time here? What's it? I can't hear you. Yes, this is my first Speak time Speak from the chest. Okay. What's your name? Heather. Heather, okay. And what was your life this week? Welcome, by the way. Ups and downs. Give me, can you give me an example? Sure. Um, I felt like... I went on with my life and just lived it, and it was fine. And then there were moments where I was low, you know, and struggling. Low and struggling with what? Oh, just decisions I've made and feelings I have about myself. And how do you feel about yourself? Well, I'm working on feeling better about myself. And how do you feel about yourself? Uh, conflicted. Meaning what? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, it's hard to sum up. Um, I'm just trying to feel better about myself. And how do you feel about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as I'd like to. And, and I guess it's just the reason I I'm struggling is because I'm I'm just trying to be more accepting of myself. I'm not accepting of myself. And what is it that you want to accept of yourself? Just me as I am. And how are you? Not perfect. And how and are you? What is it about you that you will not accept? Give me an example if you can. Oh, I just feel like I'm not, I mean, ultimately I feel like I'm not enough. Like I'm not. Enough what? Enough, uh, good enough. Good enough for what? <sighs> I don't know, just good enough for anything. Like what? I mean, work, friendships, relationships. So you don't feel you're good enough for work? For other people, yeah. So you don't, let's go out of the line a little bit. So you don't feel you're good enough for work? Well, one, yes. What does that feel, what do you mean by that? You don't work hard enough? Um... What do you no, mean you I don't feel like you... I work hard. I just maybe skill, my skills. You don't feel that your skills are good enough for work? Yeah, sometimes. And what does that feel like? 
Uh, not good. <laughs> Meaning that you don't know how to do your work? Well, that I just don't do it as well as everybody else does. <laughs> you don't do it as well as everyone else does. Yeah. And how do you know that? It's just how I feel. I don't know that necessarily. I mean, but I just feel that way. So you get a feeling, I'm not doing my work as good as everyone else. Mm-hmm. And where does that feeling come from? Uh, myself, or probably the devil, or my ego. It definitely comes from the devil. You would never tell yourself that to bring on that kind of feeling. It's not from you. Right. And then you don't feel like you're good enough for everybody else? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I just feel like I'm, I disappoint people. Give me an example. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, just like with my parents, sometimes I feel like I don't act or behave or say or think or feel or do things the way that they'd like me to. <laughs> and how would they like you to? I don't know, they, based on their own expectations and their own... What do they expect of you? I don't know. Probably to just be different. To just, I don't know, react to things differently or interact with them differently or say things and feel differently. Do they tell you that? Mm, no. They don't tell you that? No, they don't say well, who tell you specifically. That? Myself. And why are you telling yourself that? I mean, it's just something I tell myself. So you tell yourself, you know what, self? I don't act like my parents want me to act. I'm not, I'm overacting. They don't want that. Uh, They want me to have cheesecake, and I don't want it. (laughs) Uh, They want me to ride in a car, but I want to walk. I'm not happy because I can't satisfy my parents. You tell yourself that. I mean, more or less, not exactly those things. Right, right, not exactly. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why would you tell yourself that? What's the purpose of telling yourself that? Who is telling you this? I mean, I think it's... Who is self that's telling yourself this? I think it's a story I tell myself in order to explain, you know feelings I've had over the years. And so do you feel better when you tell yourself that? No. Do you feel worse? Yes. So so you have somebody over here telling somebody over here those things? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And who is the person over here telling this person? Who is this person? I mean, it's my mind. It's my ego, I guess. So your mind telling this person that? Yeah. And so your mind is yourself? It's part of myself. And then the other part is over here? Mm-hmm. So well, you're split? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, do you want to be whole or you want to be split? I'd like to be whole. Do you care what people think about you? Sometimes. A- and Why? Well, <clears throat> I feel like there's some level of societal norms you have to fit into. Um, 
but I try to be authentic to myself most of the time, regardless of that. I mean, you know, within reason. <laughs> what is a societal norm that you should fit into sometimes? I mean, I just, I guess I just mean like in general, like as humans, you know, there's certain ways we need to behave and act in terms of like how we react to things and how we deal with certain situations and Give me an example of what you mean. I'm black and slow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm missing it. No, I I mean like um, like in terms of like if there's a conflict, you know, like you have to, uh, you can't just like fly off the handle when you're upset, you know, and so you have to like. And why can't you fly fly off the handle if you're upset? Well, I mean, you won't be, it, it creates more conflict, I think. Why can't you fly off and create more conflict? Because in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't serve you. And so, but who made that a norm that you can't do that? And yet you still do it, right? I mean, I try not to most but, of the time. I've <laughs> but you still do it, right? Every once in a while. And so you're not fitting in. I'm not feeding in. You're not feeding in with societal norm. Oh, well, yeah. What a mess. In those, in those <laughs> instances. Uh, what would happen if you didn't fit in with societal norm? What would happen to you? I don't know. I'd probably get really lonely. <laughs> You'd probably get lonely? Mm-hmm. Aren't you lonely trying to fit in? Sometimes. And then you'll be lonely if you don't fit in? Sometimes. What? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you between a rock and a hard place? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to show you how to come out of the society norm. Okay. That, that's hell. You don't want to be there. All right? Okay. Any questions for me? Not at the moment. All right. How do you feel speaking right now? Um... A little nervous. Of what? A little anxious. I'm just not used to speaking in a group of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think would happen if you spoke before people? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think about it. I you just, didn't? No. So you think the people here are judging you or they wonder what? Uh... No, it's just being on the spot. <laughs> You're on the spot? Yeah. And how does it feel? Nervous? Yeah, a little anxious. It's all good. And anxious means somebody's going to come after me? No. Anxious means someone is looking at me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look around the room. <laughs> Everyone is looking. <laughs> Look around. Look at the people. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Around the world. <laughs> All eyes are on you. Sweating. <laughs> She's sweating. <laughs> but look around, relax, take a breath, and look around the room. Look at, look at the nice ladies over here. Look at them. <laughs> she does this. <laughs> look at them and tell me how it feels to look at, at people. It feels awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry? It feels awkward. Look at them anyway and tell me what you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awkward. You can't. Be sweaty. I know you. Sweat. 
<laughs> you want me to turn the fan on, the air or something? <laughs> turn the air conditioner off. I mean the heat off. Maybe. So relax. Look at the young man behind you. <laughs> How does it feel to look at him? Awkward. Look at him and while you look and tell me how it feels to look at him. <laughs> while you're looking at him, tell me what you're George feeling. <laughs> he has no, a nice smile. Don't turn around and tell me. Tell me why you're looking. Why am I looking? While you're oh, looking why? at him, during the time you're looking at him, tell me what you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. In what way? In the fact that, I don't know, I'm staring at a stranger. You're staring at a stranger? Yeah. And all he's doing is sitting there. He's not doing anything to you. I know. He's not rolling his eyes. He's not anything. And so if he doesn't have a problem, why are you having a problem with it? I don't know. Uh, Look at him and tell me what the thoughts are telling you. Tell me what the thoughts are telling you while you're looking at him. Um, I don't know. Uh, look at him. <laughs> look at him. Shaking your boots, but look at him. And say, the thoughts are telling me what? That this is awkward. <laughs> okay. That's no, the first thing. And what else? Look at him. He seems like a nice person. No, look at him and tell me. He seems like a nice person. Look at him. Look at him. Don't look at me. And he seems like a nice person. The thoughts are telling you that? Mm -hmm. Okay, look at him one more time. And what else? He's just a guy sitting there. That's all. (laughs) And so... Do you realize that those thoughts are telling you that and they're bringing on these feeling of uh, feeling artwork, artwork mm-hmm. and all that? Do you know that's not you? I don't know. It's not you. Okay. I promise you it's not you. That's the hell that's in your imagination. That's what she was talking about. The devil is telling you this and you've been trained to be this way all your life and you've been listening to the devil and, and not enjoying your life because you've been listening and worshiping darkness, thinking that it was you. Mm-hmm. And so when you are out and about at work, he is comparing you to other people and all that. And you think that is you. And if you went out and, and educate yourself more and became the best person at the job, he would still tell you that the best is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You need to be the manager. Mm-hmm. You need to be the boss. Or you need to get another job. Now you're so good at this, you had the wrong job. You need another. He'll tell you all that. Mm-hmm. That's not you. The feelings that you're having are not yours, and the thoughts are not yours. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I can see that for sure. And so the reason I'm asking that you relax and tell me so that you can learn to relax in the pain of it yeah. Because that's how you die from it. You got to take the pain. You got to relax in the pain, and the pain will disappear. It will be taken away. God love you, and He will take the spirit of the devil away from you. You've been identified with the spirit of the devil and missing out on life. 
What do you think about that? Yeah, I can see that. I can identify with that for sure. Yeah. And he's been doing it with every aspect of your life. If you got a man, you got a boyfriend? No. You married? No. You want a boyfriend? I don't know. Sometimes. You might want one? Hmm? You don't know? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Do you feel like you're good enough for a man? Yes. Oh, you do feel that way? I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to tell my, myself that. Oh, you tell yourself you're good enough for a man? Yeah. Or it's not about being good enough for a man. It's do you believe about being good enough, period. You're not being good enough for a man? It's, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with for a man. Just for myself. Yeah. You got to stop judging yourself. Yes, this is true. That's the devil. You should have mercy on yourself. You are not in control of this. It's not you, but this thing that made a home in you. Mm -hmm. And you've been thinking that it was you. Any questions about that? Not at the moment. You can't wait to get rid of the mic? (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Nice. The young man behind you. How you doing, sir? I'm great, thank you. Good. This your first time here? No. Oh, okay. How was your week? What was your week like this week? Nothing too exciting. Uh, working. Speak up for me. Nothing too exciting. Just a usual work week. Was it boring? Um, no, it was just average. Did you have any conflict this week? Like fear or worry or loneliness or sadness or happiness and all that? Uh, yeah, sometimes loneliness. Um, sometimes just <laughs> just uh, fatigue from the monotony of life. What's the monotony in life? Uh, <clears throat> the same games. Chasing after money, um, living in the city, living by the rules of the city. All right. And what do you do about it when those moments come? Well, I, I try to distract myself. Um, Maybe uh, talk with friends, um, connect with people. So, and you do that so you can get past those feelings. Yeah, it's like a it's like a momentary relief, a distraction from that. And does it work? Yeah. Um, I want to advise you never do that again, because it's not leaving you. It doesn't want to die. And so when you make a phone call or when you go have a meal because you're having that, you're giving life to it. You have to take that. That's that spirit we've been talking about. You have to take the, and I think that's what Francisco meant too. You have to take the spirit of loneliness or, or monocon, whatever you said, the life of light. Because that's not life at all. That's death. And if you feed into it, you're giving it life and it will destroy you. It will make you do things you regret later. Like you'll call up people you don't even like. And it was a boring conversation. <laughs> and you wonder, why did I call that person? It was boring. But so when those feelings come, take it. 
go through do not do and then if you want to make a phone call later once that pass you make the phone call but don't don't feed death with death you're giving it life it's not you at all what do you think about that uh i don't disagree i would say that um i don't necessarily completely push it away. I would say that it's, um, it's such a big pill to swallow that it's something that I am digesting over time. And, and what, why is it so hard to believe? To swallow, as you say. Uh, um, because it's, a, it's, it's something out of my control. Something that I can't necessarily influence the way I want to and so I feel like I am I would say I would I would I would use a strong word I would say enslavement slavery in one sense to external conditions that I cannot control but isn't it beautiful beautiful knowing that you can't control it how do you feel knowing you can't control it uh, it's it's I don't like it. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? What the? No, you gotta like it. You will never be fine. Okay, until you do what this young lady did. I can't do anything about it. I'm not in control of this. I have no control of this. And let go. Then you'll be free. It's your ego, which is the nature of the devil, that want to make you think you can control it. And he'll make you judge yourself because you can't control it. It's another setup. We are a spirit, and in our imagination, are spirits. And we have no control of anything. We're not our bodies. We're not our thoughts. We're not our emotions, right? And God will, con- will get rid of that if you let go. There's nothing you can do about it. Do you want to, you need to suffer some more before you realize he, ain't nothing, there's really nothing I can do. I'm going to let this thing go. Do you need to suffer more? Um, yeah. I oh. think I need to suffer a lot. What a shame. But I understand. A lot of people, they have, they love the suffering. They don't, and I know, I believe you want to overcome it, but you don't have to suffer anymore. As soon as you let go, the suffering ends. You could be free. And you don't have to follow society, society norms. You don't have to be fit into the world. You'll be in it, but you don't have to be of it. Do you, you don't have any suffering in your life? No, zero. Zero. Zero suffering. Because I understand now. I understand that the spiritual conflict that comes and go, I have no control over that. And seeing that... I can see that every human being dealing with the same thing. There's no reason for me to have any problems. I'm not afraid of people. I'm not concerned about, I, I give no thought in what people think about me. I'm not trying to please anyone or be pleased by anyone. I don't want anything from the world. Except the norm, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a nice movie sometimes, and, you know, just stuff like that, but I don't need anything from the world. And no one has anything to give you anyway. 
Think about it. They got the same hell you have. All they're going to give you is their hell. You want their hell? No. So you got to take it, man. You got to go through it. And don't let Satan, oh, don't let Satan give you names for it. Oh, this is born. So you say, oh, yeah, bored. Or this is, you're an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Don't do that because you're coming up the spirit of it. He doesn't want you to see he's wicked. So he'll give you titles for it. Any questions? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's... I'll just I'll just accept what you're saying. I do have, you know, some skepticism, but give me one. Well, you say that you have no suffering. Um, if there's no one there to suffer, how can you suffer? You don't have any bodily suffering that you go through mental suffering as you I mean, you're how old I mean, are you? Like, 50s, 60s, you don't have any sort oh, 56? of 56. You don't have any sort of Did physical you say physical I'll take it. distress. <laughs> You know, like, I, you know, I have body pain sometimes if I run, knee pain. I thought you meant inward, like emotional stuff. But I have physical pain sometimes. If I run, my knee hurt, or if I lift weight, my chest will hurt. You might get a headache once in a while, that kind of stuff. But I don't have inner conflict. I'm not afraid of the world. I'm not yearning or lonely for the world. Don't you want to get over that? Uh, um, I don't necessarily know what you're talking about. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Theoretically, it sounds great, but it's, it's not a reality that I necessarily can relate to. Do you like the reality you're in now? Um, well, I, it could be better, it could be worse, so. And what can make it better? Better in what way? Uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways. If I, like I said, uh, if I, if I didn't have to work, if I had a bunch of money, I could, I could live the life I wanted to. That, that would make it better, to give an example. And how would it make it better? You still would be lonely. You would still feel like you got to call somebody. You, if you had all the money in the world, you start thinking, oh, I need to be doing something. I need to be moving about. You still have to find something because money is not going to solve the issues that you're having. Not at all. Look at the people with money. Look how crazy they are. <laughs> the people got money and they are lost. They don't know what to do with the money. And they got major homes and they travel in private planes and they have bodyguards and they have everything. But yet they're still lost. They don't know what to do with themselves. Money won't, there's nothing physically that can solve the inner conflict. Because it's spiritual. Are you doing a silent prayer? I pray, I don't know what the silent prayer is. Oh, you haven't heard about it? 
I've heard about it. And when you pray, how do you pray? Uh, try to quiet my mind, reflect. Reflect? Yeah. On what? Reflect on my life, reflect on my thoughts. All right, I want you to give the silent prayer. Do you, the prayer you're doing, and when you finish, do the silent prayer so you can come out of the thoughts and just watch them, and you'll see you're not your thoughts. Every thought is a lie. And Nick will show you. Yeah, Nick will give it to you in a minute. But give it a try. Let me know what you think. All right. All right? Amazing. Nice. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. This your first time here? That's your first time. Oh, yes. It's your first time? Yes. Oh, welcome. What's your first name? Gail. And how did you hear about us? Um, my son here has introduced me to your to your podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, when we drive around in the car. And when you think about it, you could be it's, honest. It's enlightening and, and very interesting and entertaining. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the fact that I hate women? Um, well, we've discussed that very subject before. And that's, an, that's another reason why I, I enjoy being here. Because I hate women? I love conflict, and I love um, kind of just kind of uh, trying to analyze. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And so, but I, you, do you know now I don't hate women? I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. And so, how, what was your life like this week? Oh, Inwardly. About uh, as fantastic as can be, yes. In, in what way? Uh, Everything. Um, I enjoy every second I'm alive. Um, and super happy. Do you have in- inner fear? Well, you, yeah. You do. Oh, yeah. On you enjoy your fear. Um, uh, it is um, motivating. Your fear is motivating. Yeah. In what way? Um, because it it basically puts you on <clears throat> the right path and steers you away from doing stupid things. And so inner conflict, inner fear put you on the right path? Yeah. And give me an example of the devil putting you on the right path. <gasps> okay, well, <laughs> hard to recognize that, but um, okay, so um, I want to test drive a car and I want to go really fast, right? And then I think about that and I think, well, I'm, I'm in an... I don't live here. I, I li- I'm from Washington State, so I, I, I think about the comp- uh, the, the, what can happen if, if I do go fast in the car. But that's not the kind of fear I'm talking about. You should be concerned about that. Well, no, because I was fearful what might happen. That's what I mean uh, you know, by making the bad decision. Amazing. Uh, do you have an inner conflict at all? Like, um, do you get sad? My, do you get angry? Sure. I mean, all those emotions are human. Yeah. Do you get angry? Um, slightly. I don't ever let myself get too uh, angry. Do you get angry? Very passive person. Do you get angry? Yeah, I guess in a sense. Do you get angry? Yeah. Okay. So I guess in a sense, yes. Do you get angry? Yeah. We can go on. Okay. And when you get angry, are you happy to get angry? Yeah. And why are you happy that you're angry? Because I feel it's an emotion that, that I welcome because it's an emotion. I'm glad I'm alive. And who gave you this anger? Where did it come from? Well, probably one of my employees or, you know, 
something to that effect, that oh. they did something stupid that made me mad? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you think your employee made you angry, gave you the anger? Well, it's my response. Because I could have reacted in a different way, yes. But where does the anger come from? Uh, deep in my soul. And so your soul is angry? <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry? Possibly. So your soul is angry. You say it comes from your soul? Well, I guess. I don't know where else it would come from. Is, is it not from you, though? No. And so, have you ever wondered, where is this anger coming from? Well, life experiences, probably. And, and how does it come from life experiences? Well, the, the reaction to anything outside of your reality, the, the reaction that you, you present to anything that comes across is something that you deal with. The, the way you deal with it is because of whatever's happened in your past, in your life. If you didn't have that anger inside of you, would you react to life? Would you ever get angry at what happens in life if you didn't have probably anger? Probably not. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm like probably the most passive person you'll ever meet. Um, would you ever get angry if you didn't have the spirit of anger inside of you? What? <laughs> would you, if you didn't have the spirit of anger inside of your body, your mind... And emotions, would you ever get angry at any situation? Probably. I'm sorry? Yes. But how could you get mad if it's not there? What's not there? The, the spirit of anger. Um, knee jerk reaction. I'm sorry? To stop whatever's happening. It's a, it's a, it's a protection. And so you love your anger? Um, sometimes I need it, yes. So you love it? Yeah, probably. So you don't want to overcome it? Um, I think there's a, there is a need for it, then a reason for it. What's the need for it? Um, to know you're alive. To know you're alive? Kind of, yeah. There's not one person. To have different reactions, human reactions is. is Oh, I see. There's not one person that has anger who is alive. Okay. They're dead and don't know it. Okay. Their eyes are open, they're moving about, but they're dead. Anger is evil. Okay. What did you do when your son apologized for resenting you? How did you, what did you think about that? <laughs> kind of the same reaction. <laughs> so what? Well. You laughed. <laughs> I'm like, basically, I've tried to be the best person I possibly could ever be, in, you know, with my kids. Right. Um, I. I actually kind of pat myself on the back for... You pat yourself on the back? Sorry, yes, I know that's ego. You say you pat yourself on the back? Oh, yeah. Did you say that? that. So you pat yourself for screwing up your kids? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, everybody's got flaws for sure. No, you pat yourself on the back for screwing up your kids? Oh, let's keep going on that, yeah. So you do? So when your son said, I'm sorry for resenting you, screwed up my life, you went right on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Really? Were you sorry for screwing up his life? Oh, there's, yeah, there's many times I do uh, feel bad about the, the, the choices I've made um, in, in my life in regards to raising my kids, yes. 
Okay. Yes. And why did you make those choices? Uh, because either it was easier or less, uh, less trouble. And basically, I, I look at the future to see what might happen to what I want to do. It's too much trouble, and it just makes a mess. So, uh, and where is, the, where is the future? Hmm? Where is the future? What is the future? Where is it? You say look to the future. Well, I mean in our lives. Where is the future? Well, we're going to go to Disneyland in about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's as far as I can see into the future right now. Are you a Christian? Yes. You a Christian? <laughs> well, yes, sir. I don't think He's the same <laughs> Why do you think you are a Christian? Uh, I believe in God. Can a Christian have anger and believe in God too? Yes. How's that? You can't serve two gods. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel that way. All right. Any questions? No, not really. I'm glad to be here, though. I'm, I'm glad, glad you're here. Yes. Yeah. You don't have any questions for Jesse? No, I don't know what I would ask. Oh, okay. If anything come, let me know. Ask this guy stuff, though. I, I'm about fun. to do it now. Yeah. So you went, is this your first time here, too? Yeah. And what's your name? Greg. Greg. You went and forgave your mother? Yeah, I did. And was it hard to do it? No. And what was her reaction? Uh, just like... Exactly what you just heard, basically. She laughed at you for forgiving her? Thanks, Greg. Really? And how do you feel about that? That's her personality. That's fine for me, with me, yeah. Were you still able to forgive her? Yeah, I'm not mad at my mom anymore. You're not? How about your father? Uh, I'm not mad at my dad either. You forgave him as well? Yeah, you actually helped me with that. Uh, So you went to your father? Uh, I I didn't actually verbally say that to him, no. Why not? Um, it's, it's. I just don't want to make him feel bad. I'm sorry. I don't want to make him feel bad. You didn't want to make him feel bad. Yeah. And why do you think he would feel bad about you forgiving him? Um, I don't. I don't. You know, really, if I told him, I don't think he'd probably be that upset about it. He'd probably understand. But how will you be free if you don't go and forgive him? You're right. No, it's a question. How will you be free if you don't go and forgive your father? Because God said you got to go and forgive, and he will forgive you. How will you be free if you don't do I that? I won't. And, and do you want to be free? Yeah, I want to be free. It's like it's just my own, uh, maybe a mixture of my own pride and just uh, being uh, scared of what, he, hurting someone's feelings, what keeps me from saying that to him and probably... The, the same thing for not praying every night, you know, kind of keeping myself from speaking to God in a state that where I'm being um, unaligned, you know, cause when I'm feeling bad or when I know I'm doing something wrong, I'll keep myself from praying to keep myself from being face to face with God. And it's kind of the same thing with keeping myself from saying that to my father in person. So you like living in your hell? No. You don't like it? No. And then why don't you overcome it then? Yeah. Why, why don't you? Um, there's, a, there's definitely a part of me that just kind of likes suffering. 
Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like uh, more motivation when everything hurts. You just like your mama? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. the same spirit. <laughs> and what, how, what's that like knowing you just like your mama? <laughs> I just, it makes sense I came from her, I guess. So. It makes sense? Yeah. And so you don't want to overcome being like your mama? Uh, of course I do, yeah. Then yeah. Why no, not even, even, everything feels better when I do. Yeah. But when everything is going great, there's a part of me that likes to derail it to make it more interesting. And then You're I do just it. Like, did you know he was just like you? <laughs> yeah, he did so. Whoa. Yeah. How do you feel knowing your son is like his mama? I uh, don't know. I... I, I don't know. You like it when knowing he's like you? Um, like, yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like his mama. Well, I think he's a wonderful human being, so. And why do you think that? Uh, because he's a kind person. Was, would a wonderful, kind person not go to his father and forgive him? Yeah. They would? Yeah. How is that possible? Well, you don't know my husband. What do you mean? Well... I don't know if he'd receive it very well. He doesn't have to receive it at all. I Just know. like you didn't You're receive right. it yeah. when he went to you. You didn't receive it either. Right. He doesn't need you guys to receive it. He needs to do it so God can forgive him and set him free. Right. That way he can overcome being a mama's boy and you won't be able to control him and all that. <laughs> You're... <laughs> I don't control Greg. Oh, I, yes, you do. I, I do not control that kid. Uh-huh. Nah. No. Does she control you? No. Uh, no, I wouldn't say she controls me. No. What would you say? I wouldn't say she controls me. What would you say? That's exactly what I'd say. And, and if she's not controlling you, why don't you overcome her? Uh, I wouldn't say I haven't. I, haven't I've, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm not. I haven't. I've, I've overcome her for sure. But you haven't because you haven't gone to your father. You <clears throat> see your father the way she sees him. What's that? You haven't yet because you have not gone to your father and you see your father the way she sees him. And that's why you're afraid to go to him. You don't see your father out of your own eyes. You see him out of your mother's eyes. And the, and the devil is telling you the same thing the devil is telling her. And he's keeping you away from being free. Yeah. I don't know 100% what she thinks about my father. But exactly what you think. Yeah. I don't not like I don't not like my father. If you do, if you love him, you yeah. would go and forgive him. You would be afraid of him. You wouldn't worry about the emotion of him because you would know emotions are of the devil. They're not normal. And you would go and forgive him. What do you think about that? I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah forgive I, your father, man. Hmm? Go and forgive your father. And don't let the devil talk you out of it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. That's right. How you doing? Okay. What's wrong? Nothing. Well, why you look like something wrong? I guess it's just my face. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week this week? How was your life this week? Um. Well, it it was okay, but it, I just realized it is hard to stand alone. Um, and what made you realize that? Well, I 
like ever since I heard your message, I haven't like I don't really you know I'll have like a drink or two and then that's it. Um, you but, don't get drunk anymore. N- not really, no. <laughs> you missing the fun, girl. I know. It's What's the purpose of drinking my... if you ain't gonna get drunk? <laughs> no plan. I'm just joking. Good. <laughs> so, so my husband's like, oh, let's <laughs> let's go somewhere. So I I go with him, and then his friends come along, and his friends are older. And, you know, I just, I don't know. So I go there. You know, like then, hanging out with old people? No, I mean, like, they should be more calmed. Oh. You know, like, they shouldn't be like, hey, let's have, you know. Oh, okay. You know. And it bother you when they're not <laughs> No, like it that. doesn't bother me. But I just realized, like, I should be able to just be like, no, I don't want any more. You know? And I just. Yeah. And then, I, like, my head, oh, come on, don't be boring. And so then I, I fell into it, and I'm just like, the next day I could just hear the devil just, like, judging, oh, you're no good, or, you know, you messed up, yeah. and, blah, and just going on and on and on. And so I just realized, like, wow, like, I really, I mean, I already knew it, but it just keeps confirming when I, you know, mess up, not, not mess up, but, you know, just like that I really have no control whatsoever, Yeah. you know, but. How do you feel about not having any control whatsoever? Good, like you said, like I, it almost like it's a relief, but at the same time, it's almost, it's almost like I fall into the thought of, oh, so how long is this going to take? And you know, just the nonstop hearing and talking, just those thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes I fall into them and I go, okay, and but I know not to judge myself. Like it is what it is. You know, I just hopefully I don't do it again, and that's it. That's all I can do. And what do you say when you say, how long would this take? I just, I, although I still hear that, I say, that's not me. Who cares? Yeah, it's not you. <laughs> you know? Believe me. But it still comes up. Right. But I'm, I'm It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the devil tempting you to give up. He wants, yeah. meaning that he wants you to stop trying to overcome it by watching him and give in to him. Oh, how long is this going to take? You went out last night. You had two drinks. You didn't really want to. These old people made you do it because they said you were born. That's another thing. Oh, it kind of <laughs> like started to say, oh, it was them. And I'm like, no, it was. It's almost like I'm going talking and I shouldn't even be talking to the devil. But it's right. like, no, it wasn't them. I, I'm accountable for myself. It wasn't them because, you know, or my blame my husband or it was me. I chose to, okay, I'll have another one, you know, so. But um, it wasn't even you that said yes to it. But it's like I, I saw the thought, so it's just like how am I, how do I still go along with it when I saw the thought? And I said, oh, that's not me. But I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? It just. <laughs> when you see the thought, don't fight with the thought. Let's say you so see the thought. So just go along with it? Let's say you see the thought, right? Okay. Your husband said, come on, babe, have a drink. <laughs> I'm over here with my old friends, and you don't want to drink. You're so boring. And the devil's like, yeah, take the drink. One drink won't hurt. But you know you didn't want it, right? But let's say you took it anyway because you believed into the lie. You take the drink, you drink the drink, you laugh and play or whatever, and don't think any more about it. Do not judge yourself for it. Because if you judge yourself for it, you're going to do it again. Do not have any opinion about it at all. 
Because that's the devil to tell you, oh, you, you took the drink, you're weak. You gave into it. He's judging you to make you angry so you could do it again. It's enough to see it, and that's it. Seeing it is the light of God, and the light of God is solving it. He's destroying the devil. But how do you see it and not have, like, any, like, any whatsoever thought about it? Like, it's just kind of hard to do that, I guess. What do you mean by how do you see it and not having a thought about it? Like, I see it, okay, I, no, don't do it. Oh, well, they are, come on, come on, you know, just one more, you know. And then I see it, oh, no, that's not the right way to do or go. And then I go along with it. I don't quite understand what you're saying. Okay, so you're standing there, your husband's saying, come and have a drink. You're like, no, I don't want to drink. And then he's like, you're born. Right. You need to have a drink. And then you don't want to, and you see the thoughts. And then. I see it like, oh, you know, where the devil's kind of going, oh, just one, just one's fine. Oh, I see And then I saying. go, no, no, no. And then I give in. Right. Okay, here's what I suggest. The next time you go out to the party, they offer you a drink. If you don't want to drink, just don't drink. And the devil and your husband tell you, oh, you need to drink. You're right. born. No, I don't want to drink. Don't try to please them. Don't try to fit in. It's like what this young lady was saying. Don't try to fit yeah. in. You stand apart. No, I don't want to drink. And if is your it, husband says you're born, just not go. If you if you don't want to go, don't go. But if you want to go, go. But if you don't want to drink, and the whole room is looking at you not drinking, right? And they're like, ooh, the devil, look at her, she's drinking, right? And you feel like, like something's wrong with me, right? You feel like something's wrong with you, but let that be wrong with you. Don't try to please anyone. Don't go along with the crowd. You don't have to fit in. You don't have to drink. And just enjoy yourself and be yourself. And if your husband get mad because you didn't take the drink, just look at him getting mad. And don't get mad back so he can see himself. Because it's wrong for him to get mad at you because you didn't want to drink. Yeah. That makes sense? That makes sense. You don't have to take the drink. Yeah. Don't fit in with the crowd. And the crowd is uncomfortable because one person said no. And the crowd feel guilty now they're drinking and acting silly, and you're shining a light on their silliness without even trying. And so they have to make you drink too. They're like a dope addict. I remember when I used to party a lot, and I used to smoke pot. Did you know I used to smoke pot? Pot. And I used to be a pothead. A little bit. She smoked pot too. She liked no, it. I did it three times in my life. <laughs> <laughs> she said she did it three times. She's out of pothead. But anyway, we would be in the car going to the club, and they'd be smoking and passing the joint. Did you pass the joint the three times you did it? <laughs> and they'd be passing the joint. I'm like, do not give me this. Because if I smoke it, we're not going into the club. <laughs> I'm going to mess up your whole night. Because when I would smoke pot, I'd be so insecure. I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell my body. I didn't know if I was speaking right or what, right? And I'm like, no, don't do it. They're like, oh, come on, come on, smoke it. Because they can't stand for one person not to smoke it. 
So they keep fo fo forcing it on you, and I'm weak. So I gave into it. And by the time I get to the club, I'm so high, I can't get out the car. They're like, come on, come on. I'm like, no, I ain't going in there. And now they got to take me back home, they get mad. I said, I told you I couldn't smoke this stuff, but I was too weak to say no. You got to say no. Yeah. It's okay. And don't let the crowd make you rob the bank with them. They're afraid to rob because you one windows, and they're afraid of that one light. That's why they try to make you do it too. But you don't have to fit in. But don't get angry at them. They can't help it. So if you don't get angry, you'll still be able to enjoy the party, laugh and talk and be yourself and not be drunk. And then there's nothing to judge. That makes sense? Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But just don't get angry. Yeah, no, and let your husband get mad if he want to, but not you. Yeah. All right? Yep. Thank Anything you. else? Nope, that's it. Okay. So let me do this. The biblical question. Um, in the hat, why don't you have perfect peace? I I have perfect peace. And why do you say you have it? Because I'm not bothered by situations. But I can remember a time when it wasn't. It wasn't like this always. And so you you never get angry or you never feel fear or any of that? No. Oh, okay. And what does perfect peace look like? It doesn't look like anything. It doesn't feel like anything. It's oh, okay. just a permanent state of being. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you have perfect peace? Um, I would say the times that I don't have perfect peace is because I'm in my head, I'm in my thoughts. What was your life like this week? Busy. It was busy, but good? Yeah. Did you have conflict this week? Like fear or worry or kind of insecure? Oh, well, yeah, I would say one one situation, but I'm just learning to like sitting sit in it. Yeah. And just go through the pain and let it pass and Nice. Keep it going. Do you understand you gotta sit in the pain? You gotta sit in hell. And don't let the devil try to pull you to call somebody or do this or do that. He's trying to he doesn't want you to see him. He wants to destroy you. So sit in the pain, but don't neither love it or hate it. Just sit through it. Don't have an opinion about it. Don't call it good or bad. Because he'll make you give it a, 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 a title. This is bad. And if you think it's bad, you're like, oh, I can't make it through this. Or he'll say, this is good. And if you think it's good, you're still not making it through it. You're agreeing with the devil. And so you say, oh, I love pain. You don't love pain. But watch out for him. Nice. Uh, did I see your hand? Yeah. Okay. Right here. One thing I saw last night, too, this just bouncing off what you were just discussing is um, it was my friend's birthday, and I didn't. I, this is. I didn't want to get bring anything. I was. Somebody asked me if I wanted to come Friday. I was available Saturday, and so this thought of like, you should get her a card. You should get her a gift. You should do. It just it kept coming through my head. Yeah. And I, 
I don't even need to exp- I didn't want to do that. And I, I don't even want to get into explaining why because it doesn't even and you matter. don't need to. Right. And, but I watched that all the way up until I was, like, parking my car. You know, I watched that thought. I just, you know, what you're talking about. Like, there's this, the world is trying to tell you how to live, how to be, what to do, how to act. Yeah. I should show up with this because this means X, Y, Z. It means I love her. It means I'm great. And look at me. This isn't then there are the reverse. This wasn't a good enough gift. But, you know, and it, all it is, it's like the truth is, is I did not want to do that. It doesn't yeah. matter why, and I didn't. Nice. And it it doesn't make me good, bad, or whatever. It's just <clears throat> I got to see for about 24 hours. <laughs> The enemy really have like really coming in like you have time right now. It's two o'clock on Saturday. It's nice outside. You should just go around the corner to Trader Joe's and bring her a plant. You, yeah. do, you know, it's only eight dollars. Like, huh? like yeah, there was a lot. He tried a lot of different things to go have me bring her something, and I just did not. Right on. And life is fine. We have all moved on. It's like. It's another and, day on the calendar. I gave her a And you didn't hug. waste yeah. your money. Pardon? And you didn't waste your money. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Doing something you didn't want to do. Exactly. Amazing. That's what I wanted to say. Yes, sir. <clears throat> although, I was thinking about what you just asked about the, the peace thing. Although, I do, um, I, I am fortunate to be, experience perfect peace. Um, I have noticed something recently and you know how when you first come out of the fall and say you, you have glimpses of the light and living in the light and you start to see things. Yeah. I'm starting to walk in the light. So I'm starting to daily see where I used to get revelations every now and then. But the deeper truths about this experience sometimes are so elusive that you get a, a glimpse of the light and then it goes away. And you think, I'm never going to forget this. And then the next moment is gone. Right. And it's almost as though God wants us to not try to hold on to it intellectually, but to absorb the light and just become a part of you. And then when you get in settings like this or you need to speak to someone, it comes up and you don't even know that it's still with you. Absolutely. Because there is nothing to hold on to. And when, when you think, oh, I'm in the light. That's just a thought from the devil. Because you, when you're in the light, when you're with God, there's nothing to think about. All thinking stop because all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything and it's a practical thought we're going to Disneyland today that's a practical fun thought once Disneyland trip is over that's over right all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything and so when you think you're walking on water you're not when you're walking on water there's nothing to think about you just walk on the water you don't have to think about it and the one thing about dying with the ego, all that stuff is taken away from you anyway. Because God wants us to have a clear mind. He will renew our mind. He will give us a clear mind. And in a clear mind, there's nothing but the light. No decisions to make. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to think about. Like, when you develop a clear mind and you're talking... You're not going to say, oh, I'm nervous. They're looking at me. And those thoughts are not real. And, you, and, and like the young lady, well, they were saying, when you react to them, you give them life. But if there's nothing to think about, there's nothing to fear. There's no, you know, nothing there. God came that we may have perfect peace. 
Christ came, and we can have it because the devil has been defeated. And anyone that doesn't have perfect peace, they have not recognized that who they think they are is not them. They have identified with the devil thinking that is themselves. Isn't that amazing? What a mess. We are not our bodies. We are not our minds. We are not our emotions. All emotions are evil. And that's why human, that are, human beings that are into emotions, they act like animals. Because they're in a fallen state, and animals act that way. I was driving down the road yesterday, and this woman had her dog right in the seat with her. And the dog was looking at her. <laughs> and then I looked over, and she looked over, and I said, oh, she think, I think that dog love her. She think the dog love her. The dog ain't feeling no love. He ain't feeling one iota of a love. That fake love, that dog-like love is coming from her, and Satan is telling her the dog love you. Isn't that something? Yeah. What a mess. <laughs> so what? But I'm pretty sure my cat loves me. You think your cat love you. <laughs> and what does cat love feel like? <laughs> you think your cat love you. He stares into my eyes. Of course. <laughs> and that's what love is. And when he's staring at you, when he's staring at you, the devil says, oh, he loves you. And you feel it, huh? I do. So is that feeling coming from him or from you? From him. I'm sorry? From him. But you're feeling it inside of you. And so how's it coming from him if it's coming from inside of you? Because he's telling me with his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the devil telling you that with the cat eyes. The cat said he's hungry, glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all he knows. It's but anyway, real fast, what was your light like this week? Oh. Yeah, let it happen. That's okay. Um, well, I chose to, I'm just getting over laryngitis, so I'm not, I'm not unwell. Um, I chose to really observe myself yeah. this week. And it was interesting. I had some interesting um, situations crop up. Give me an example. Practice that. Well, I had a a big dental emergency, and I ended up. It's this. It's kind of a long backstory, but I ended up having to go to a specialist who was outside of my insurance, so the bill was pretty hefty. And normally I would have, you know, really ruminated over this over and over. It kind of reminds me of what Rachel was saying, because I let that thought go. And I just said, you know what? It's going to work out. It did work out. I get to the, you know, oral surgeon. He does the work. I ended up getting super swollen. The enemy came in again. Oh, my gosh. Now you have to explain to everyone you see on the streets or wherever you go during the course of the day. You're swollen. (sighs) I chose not to do that. I just let the people think whatever they wanted to think. I didn't say a word. And then the thought came in, oh, what if an infection sets in? I'm feeling a little pain. What Should I call the doc? So I just chose, long story short, to just let go of all of that. I didn't acknowledge any. I acknowledged. I saw the thoughts, and I saw how. I saw the thoughts, and I just chose to let them 
let them go and everything worked out. No one even, I don't even know if anyone even noticed how swollen I was. No one mentioned it. And um, something else that came to mind during the course of this week is that Yes, the work is complex and all of that, but it's really so simple. I think we make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Just settling into what we're feeling and letting it go is has been really pivotal on my journey in this in this work. It's amazing how we've been raised to identify with a false self image of who we think we are and we suffer through that we literally suffer through that where if our parent had been a perfect example and then make us angry and all the hell they're going through we would never have to suffer through that we would always know who we are we would be sons and daughters of God and would be nothing to think about it no, because there would be no conflict, there would be no worries, there would be anything to figure out because you'd be living in the light. And the light, there is no issue. There are no issues in the light. None at all. But we got to overcome this anger so that when we start, if we get married and have children, we won't pass it down to them and then justify evil, call it good. And people even call thoughts good. War unto the man that cause thoughts good. They think these thoughts are good. They think they're theirs. Like the young lady was saying, I'm a human being. This is not good. This is evil. And the thoughts, which is the devil, want you to think the imagination is good and it's not. What a mess, huh? We've been, you can read the Bible and all that until the cows come home and still be messed up. Inwardly conflict. Covering up the devil, calling him something else. Read the Bible, ain't going to do it. And nothing wrong with read the Bible, but not to remember it. Don't hold on to it. Well, good. Right on. Um, I wanted to tell you that I was paying attention to what's happening in the world today. And the world is divided. Human beings are so divided today like I've never seen before. And I noticed that it's so easy to divide human beings, too. They, they are so quick to take sides. And, and neither side involved them at all. They don't even have the issue. Nothing happened to them, but they'll take sides just like that. I'm listening to all these rallies and things that's going on around the country right now about abortion and about this and about that, and people are just fighting one another. And they have nothing to do with them. But they have taken the side from the demons and others, the so-called experts and the so-called leaders said, abortion is bad. Abortion is good. Uh, there is racism. You've got to fight for racism. They're fighting over something that doesn't even exist. And when you ask why are you fighting over it, they don't even know why. But they have taken a side. And it is a mess. We are being so, well, not me now, but the government, the experts, the media, and everyone control us like not going north. And we don't even know it. We think it's our ideas. We think that's how we believe, and we don't. We don't believe that. I hear white people saying, yeah, racism exists. Well, how do you know? Uh, They can't tell me. 
Oh, they'll repeat what somebody else said. They have believed a lie. It's a, I, I interviewed Christians for the Father State. They said, racism is this, who is it? Tell me what it is. And they can't tell me what it is. So they're going to make up other stuff that they heard. Our battle is a spiritual battle. What you all are talking about today is spirit. It has nothing to do with color. has nothing to do with man or woman. Male or female. In God, there is neither male or female. Did you know in truth, there is no male or female? It's just the truth. That's it. It doesn't have a gender. Not at all. It's just plain old truth with no identity. But the world got you divided. And, and I wonder, and I thought about myself too, I reflected, as someone said they do, why is it so easy to divide people? The government could go on the radio and tell you, we need to go to war because so-and-so is about to jump off the bridge. And, and you'll say, and then the media start to repeat it too. Go to war, JoJo about to jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then if half of the group said, no, I want a war. I'm not going to war. I'm not going to let JoJo jump off the bridge. Now this other group, they, they're going to go against you. They're going to be mad at you for saying, no, I don't want to go to war. Like you don't have a right to say, I don't want to go to war. And why are you affected because I say I don't want a war? That's you. You want the war? Have the war. And I don't have uh, the right to be mad at you because you want a war. You can have the war. I don't care. Right? So, but that's the devil. That's what he's doing. He's using other people to control us. And he's controlling us on the inside. And I notice that people who can be controlled... They join groups just like that. They're from one side to the other one. One side to the other one. They cannot stand alone. Because if they don't drink the, the, the wine, they may be judged by the crowd. And they can't stand being judged. And so I thought of the story I heard. This is not my story. I heard this one, all right? So uh, there was a family that lived in the city. And the city turned bad. They lived in Los Angeles. Los Angeles turned bad. And so the whole family said, you know what, let's go find a place near a lake, a river. And so we could get out of the town and we could have a nice, quiet life. The whole family, the dad and the mama, the kids, the cousin, the uncle and aunt, everybody went. And they said, okay, we'll go and find a quiet place. And so they packed up, and they went and found a spot near a river. This is not my, I heard this story, it's so fantastic. And so they found this spot near the river, and it was, the river was flowing, it was so beautiful, it was so nice. And they were like, finally, peace on earth. They set up shop, they built a home, and they was all happy for a minute. And so one part of the family decided to move to the north end of the river, and one decided to stay uh, on the east end, south end, or wherever, because the river, the, you know, the family were growing, babies were being made. And so one day, the one on the north said, you know what, this river is flowing too fast. 
the water moving too fast because they started to be irritated. Once they left the city, they started to feel irritated within. This was before the guy came over with the idea about the river going too fast. They felt unhappy. All of a sudden, that peace that they had, who was false, it started to leave. And they were like, wow, what's wrong? And the, and the rest of the family started getting irritated at each other. They started not liking one another. And they couldn't figure out why are we feeling this way. We live by the river. There are no crime. No one breaking in the store. We don't have any fitting all around. Why are we feeling, why are we feeling conflict? And then they started to try to figure it out. And then that's when the, the person on the north said, the river going too fast. That's why we feel this way. The water is moving too fast. We got to do something to slow down the water. And so they came up with the idea we got to put a, a build a wall between the water to slow it down, right? And then the people on the north side said, no, the water is moving too slow. That's what the problem is. We need to slow, we need to make the river go faster. And then they start arguing about the river because now you split. You have two different opinions. And they started saying, well, how can we stop this? What can we do? And the experts came up in the family member and telling them what to do about the river. We can do this. We can add bricks. We can empty the river. We can do all that, right? And they got in a fight. And then the next thing they did, they held a rally. And they had flags. <laughs> and they had their own, the, the, the ones on the south had their flag. It was red and, and blue. The one on the other end had created a flag. It was gray and yellow. And they started protesting each other. They were flashing, see who's going to win and get this river to do what it wants to do, right? And they soon realized, you know what? Maybe it's something else. We need to build a White House. We need a president. <laughs> and so they created a president. And the president started directing them in the wrong way to go. But the problem is the conflict got worse. It didn't get better. Everything they did worse. And then they started to fight one another as though they were living in the big city with where all the mess is. They would fight one another, right? And they never paused for a minute to look at themselves to see where the conflict was coming from, from within. Because what happened was they never went down to the river both ends and saw that the water that was going fast on this end was doing what it does. There was no problem with the water. And the water on this end was going a little slower, but it was natural. It was normal. The river was doing just fine. But they never went to see what was going on. Was it the river? They just assumed that it was. And that's how human beings do with the conflict that is within them. You are divided. You divide it between Right and wrong, love and hate, and both are wrong. You divide it between the past or the future. You divide it, and when you divide it within, you're going to be divided in the world. It's not the world, it's in you. And those people who are keeping you divided by starting a war, doing all this stuff, they don't want you to see that you are divided within because they need you to be divided to use you to make money and wealth. Because once you become whole, you cannot be controlled. 
you can't be used. You only can use a divided person. A person that's looking for love. That's why Satan said, oh, you need to get married. And you go get married. You need a drink. You go get drunk. You need a brand new car. You need a house on the hill. You need this because you're divided. And this is going to make you happy. If you had no unhappiness, you, wouldn't, you could be controlled by that because you would be at perfect peace. And all your needs would be met. You would do your little practical needs like pay your bills, buy yourself a little house, but you wouldn't be in conflict at all because you would be whole. Anyone that believes there's a past or a future, anyone that believes that tomorrow is going to be better, yesterday was bad, you're divided. You're not whole. Christ came that we might be one. We might be whole again. We're not our thoughts. So instead of looking at the river, because the river is doing its thing, it's fine. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. And the last thing that most people want to do is look, look at themselves. They can't face themselves. It's not the river. It's not racism. It's not sexism. It's not white supremacism. It's not anti-Semitism. It's neither man nor woman. It's the spirit. We are possessed. But the, possess, the one that possessed us has no power. He doesn't have to live in you if you watch yourself, drop the anger, watch yourself. He will have to disappear because he has no, he's been defeated. But he can make you think he has power by giving you fear and worry and all kind of stuff. Your thoughts are your enemy. They're not your friends. And when people try to hurt you, because angry people do things to others to make themselves feel better, right? They ain't, they're not doing it because they love you. They're doing it because they are, are divided as well. They have conflict, and they're trying to make themselves feel better. But if you're not, if you're whole and not divided within yourself, no one can make you feel any kind of way at all. There will be nothing to think about. You will stop fighting with the devil inside of you and outside of you, inside of others. And you're none of the things that you think you are. You're not insecure. You're not shy. You're not worried. You're not a person that has fear. You're not a lesbian. Lesbian. You're not a lesbian. You're not a homosexual. You're not a, a slut. Slut maker. You're not a slut maker. You're not a thing. So stop putting titles on the devil. Because when you put titles there, you identify with the title. You're not your job. You're not a doctor or lawyer. That's just what you do, a practical thing that you do, but that's not who you are. I know doctors that would get mad at you if you don't call them doctor this. They don't want you to call, hey, Jim, come and cut my heart out and put it back. <laughs> they want you to say, hey, Dr. Jim. I remember one time I testified up in Sacramento at the state house up there, and this black woman was over my district. I forgot her name now. And when she, no, not, not her. It was another. She retired or gave up. And... <laughs> And when I went up to speak, I said to the folks there, I don't agree with anything that this woman is about. I said her name, but I, didn't le I left out congresswoman, right? 
I just said her name, whatever it was. She had a fit about the name. I'm, I'm calling this woman this. I'm like, what the? Uh, that's about the point. She like cut off his mic. Cut off his mic. <laughs> she wanted to be called Congresswoman. Her ego is on. Yeah. It's all about the ego. You are not your titles. Yeah. So if don't you let people call you that. That's not who you are. So you can keep clear that you're dealing with evil, and it's not you. Evil doesn't want you to go forgive your father. It's talking you out of it. Oh, you're going to hurt his feeling. You don't want to make him angry. You know, whatever he does, that's on him. You're going to forgive and God will forgive you. God said, forgive and I will forgive you. He didn't say, go ask for forgiveness. He didn't tell you to worry about their feelings. He didn't tell you that, oh, you're going to make them angry. That's on them. That's their life. It has nothing to do with you. And he would talk you out of forgiveness. Isn't that amazing? And what sense does it make? that somebody would get mad at you if you went to them and said, you know what, I've been resenting you. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Why would anybody get mad at that? You're going to apologize for being wrong, for judging them because you realize they can help it. Why would anyone get mad at you for doing that? But they do. The last thing mama want to hear, you say, I'm sorry for hating you. Mama rather pat herself on the back for screwing you up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you forgive me? I did that bad? Yes, mama. Oh, good, baby. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can have a life right here. You can have perfect peace. And perfect peace is the absence of who you're not. When you get rid of that fake image, you have perfect peace. But you got to get rid of this false image. It's not you. And stop calling it you. And if you're shy and someone call on you to speak, shake your boot and do it anyway. And you'll see it's not you, but never you. All right, let me do this. Did that help a little bit, the story? Yes. It made sense? Yes. Oh, amazing story, huh? It don't matter. You can move to West Hell, and if you go with one other person, you're going to have a war. You, you'll be in West Hill calling and you will start a war with that one person and you're blaming on the river. What a mess, huh? <laughs> All right. Was this helpful for you? Any questions about that? Yeah. yeah. How, how did it help? Just a little bit. I, I don't know. I guess it helps you realize you have a little bit more control than you think you do. Did you go and forgive your mother? Not yet. Why not? I'm not sure. Yes, I you mean, are. You scared of her? No. Well, why have you gone and forgiven her? I don't know. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know. What's the devil telling you? What reasons? Is he giving you to not go and forgive? <clears throat> what do you think would happen if you went to your mother and said, you know what, Mom? You call her mom or mother? Mom. Whatever happened to the word mother? Mom sound more personal. Mother sound like a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
what would happen if you went and forget, hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you can help yourself because I see how I am. I can't help myself. So I understand now. I'm sorry for resenting you. What do you think would happen? I mean, it would definitely help the relationship. I know that. So why would you do it then? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm stuck. I'm sorry? I'm stuck. On what? Getting there. Do you, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But I've been thinking about it a lot. A lot. And do you tremble in your boots when you think about it? Do you think you're going to hurt her feelings? No. Do you think she'll get mad? No. But what do you think going to happen there? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just, it's something that I've been struggling with for a long time. I know that I need to, and I know that it would help our relationship. I don't know. I just, there's something, I don't know if it's just pure stubbornness or. How, would, how do you expect to enter into the kingdom of heaven within? How do you expect to be free if you don't forgive? Because God said you can't get in until you forgive. Before you enter in, you must forgive. How do you think you're going to ever have perfect peace if you don't forgive? I know I'm, I'm, I, re, I know all of this logically, but there's something in my heart that's, that has been resisting. I don't know if it's just the fact that it's just familiar for me, and so to go outside the familiar and put myself out there and be vulnerable is too scary for some reason, maybe. That has something to do with it. And when you say be vulnerable, what do you mean? You're already vulnerable. You're weak to the world. Yes, that's true. You want to be strong. You get your strength by facing fear, not running away from it. Yes. I, I believe that, essentially. Right. <laughs> but there's, I don't know, there's like a... There's something, there's something stopping me. That's the devil. You listen to the devil. He doesn't want, like I'll tell this young man, he doesn't want you to be free. He wants your soul. The last thing the devil wants is to lose your soul. He wants to destroy, he wants your soul. And he doesn't want you to be free. And that's why he's telling you all this. You don't even know why you're not doing it. And you know you should do it. And you don't even know why. Mm Mm-hmm. I recommend, do what you want, of course, mm-hmm. but I recommend you do it, because otherwise you're going to live on this earth in hell, within, and you're going to die in hell forever. You can live on this earth in peace. You really, really, I used to be a coward, mm-hmm. really. I used to be afraid, I, had, I was emotional. I, every time I broke up with a woman, I literally would have to have another one waiting in the West Wing. Did you know how bad that is? Mm-hmm. I could not break up with a woman unless I had another one on hold. <laughs> really. And I used to be emotional, all that stuff. Everything that everyone else has. Anger. But he'll take away that spirit. He really will. But you got to forgive first. And you have to go and forgive. Unless they're dead, you know, you have no choice then. But they're alive, you have to face them. And that's the beginning of overcoming fear. Once you face her, you're going to be able to face everything inside of you then. You won't be afraid of fear, you will overcome fear. 
you're going to shake in your boots, you're going to tremble, but it will be the last time because you're taking that step and you're defeated fear. All right. So unless you love your hell, you're going to have, there's no other way around it. You got to begin. You can't go down to the front of the church and accept Jesus. (laughs) That ain't going to work. You must forgive. You got to. The one thing I like about Christianity, it says that we have to confess that we're wrong. And when we confess, and the last thing the ego wants you to do is confess that you are wrong. It wants you to blame everybody else, right? But you are wrong, and you're responsible for you. Nobody else is. And no one can make you feel anything that's not in you. If it's not there, no one can make you feel anything. I hear you. So unless you love your hell, you must forgive. Maybe there's a part of me that loves my hell. So what now? I said maybe there's a part of me that loves my hell in it some is. way. You love feeling like you're not good enough at work. You love feeling like, oh, I just don't fit in with it. Oh, I'm not like everybody else. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for me. I'm loving this. <laughs> it feels like life, but it's death. Mm-hmm. It's not life. Mm-hmm. So until you stop loving your hell, you're going to suffer. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better because the world is crazy. Things, evil is roaming the earth and evil dwells in human beings and it's destroying. These people rarely take us to war over ego stuff. They got nothing to do with nothing and they'll kill all us. That's all ego. It's about that and nothing else. I look at how white people are on the run from a word called racist. Don't call me racist. Why do you care what people call you? Call me what I ain't giving in. Don't, don't take my stuff. Here, you can have it. <laughs> but I ain't, I'm none of those things. I'm not your problem. You're your own. We have our own problem. Isn't that weird? Yes. Yeah. We are, if it ain't in us, we wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. We are our own enemy, and we blame it on everybody else. Anyway, yes, you had your hand. Last word. I, I, you know, I don't. It was one thing. I, I did forgive my mother, but one thing that was one conversation the devil enjoyed having with me is, if you let this go, you don't get to be right. You know, like I had, I, I that because I would. He's I would, lying to you. Well, yeah, and I would think every every day, every week, every afternoon, I would think, like I need to call my mom and forgive her. I know that's what I need to do. And it, like at the second, it was like that thought would come in. No, because then you know, and then there was a laundry list of my experiences. But like, and I would hang on to that, and I'd be like, well, it's not time. And I until like, but I I kept being willing to see what God would show me about it. And yeah. eventually he showed me through something completely unrelated to my mother, you know, and I saw and I felt my heart soften. Yeah. And that is exactly when I picked up the phone because I, I, I was able to see and, and feel my heart soften. And that was, that, that was really me forgiving my mom and not being told to forgive and not listening to the... De- like, I was in a circus of the whole thing. 
But, you know, the enemy, yeah, the enemy doesn't want you to do any of this. Because, he doesn't. Yeah. Satan does not want you to live. He wants you dead. That's why he constantly telling you all this crap in your head. All these different things. He wants to deceive you, to destroy you. You will destroy yourself. Because he, he can't make you destroy yourself. But if he, if he can get you to believe, then you'll do the rest. You'll, jump off, you'll find a bridge yourself. Oh, you need to jump off the bridge. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing one over there by Santa Monica. <laughs> Let me call Uber. <laughs> Young people love Uber, right? <laughs> Let me call Uber. I'm going to leave my car here because I, I can't drive it back home. <laughs> <laughs> and you call Uber and you go down to Santa Monica and jump off the bridge because you listen to a lie. Satan tell you, you're no good. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm no good. I'm not everybody else better than me. Now you feel better, worse than everybody. Not knowing that everybody got the same problem. Or Satan tell you that you're wonderful. You're beautiful. <laughs> you're sexy. You're fine. And you go home and cut off your dress all the way up here. And walk outside, shake your butt. And people be saying, look at that nut. And the guys be saying, all I want is one thing. But Satan told you you were beautiful. Now you act like a fool. He got the mind. It's in the mind. The mind is a terrible thing to save. It's evil. It really is. Anyway, any questions about that? We got to end here. Any disagreement with any of that? Can I just say one thing? Yes. And you're right that you are going to have some physical. This old body made out of dirt, man. So you're going to have some physical pain. I'm talking about inner conflict in the mind and the body. You don't have to have that. Right. Yes. I just wanted to quickly say in regard to what you're saying about forgiveness, I had no, I really had no reason in my mind to forgive my dad. Um, we've always been close and all of that growing up. I did it anyway. Um, I just felt compelled to do it just from listening to you. And what I've noticed, our relationship has gone to a whole different level because I feel like he, there's this relief for him. Yep. I just feel like our conversations are richer and it's just a whole entirely different di- dynamic. I know exactly what you mean. I forgave my father for not protecting me from my mother. Adults and children don't resent their father. They yearn for their father. They void the emptiness that you have, it's a yearning for the Father. So most of the time, not all, not all, not all, but most adults don't resent their Father. They're yearning for the Father. And it's the mother that they resent. But the mother tells them that it's your bad father. And so they resent the Father with the mother's resentment, and they call it their own. But it's not there. They're yearning for the Father. And the Father's uh, we're not able to protect the children from the mother because he never overcame his mother. So he ended up marrying a woman that's just like mama. And he become the boy, she become the mama, and the whole cycle repeats itself. But men and women, boys and girls, are yearning for their father. And that's what happened with me when I went in and forgave my father for not. The whole relationship changed. It became perfect. Yeah. It really did. And when he aspired, it was as though he never aspired. I saw his body laying there. And I didn't feel all that sad stuff. I was snotting all over the, all over the casket because I had no guilt. I had forgiven him, and everything was fine. 
And even with the mother, with my mother aspired, same thing. I didn't, I didn't carry on because I had forgiven her. I didn't hold anything against her. I had no guilt. And they used to ask me, oh, will you come home? Can we have a family meeting? They want me to help the family because they were angry. But you got to forgive. Ain't no way. I'm glad you did that. Right on. Did you forgive your father? Not, um, not, I haven't like verbally to him forgiven him, but and, I think and, in my heart. And, and why not? I don't know. I just, are, we have a, I think we have the best relationship we possibly can have. And so no. I. No, the best is yet to come. Wait till you forgive. <sighs> really, wait until you forgive. Like you were saying, it's, it's going to, you're never going to know God as long as you resent your earthly father. How can you say you love God who you've never seen and hate your father who you see? You're just never going to love God. Ain't no way. You got to go through the father, through the son in order to get to the father. You must forgive your earthly father. And that doesn't mean you got to hang out and do any of that stuff. But if you do, it'll be fine either way, right? But you must forgive the father because men represent the sons of God. And if you hate the son, you hate the father. Right? Okay. Was this helpful at all? Any questions about any of that? I'm sorry? No questions. Did any of it make sense a little bit? Yes. Can you give me one quick example of what made sense a little bit? Oh, which of the particular subjects? Any of them. Oh. Um, well, forgiving. For forgiving um, your dad for allowing the dad to, for, for the dad not protecting the kids. Not protecting you from the mother. Did you forgive your mother? Oh, yes. You told her? She's not here, but yes. And how do you know you have forgiven her? Oh, I did. I actually, this is TMI, but I actually went to um, the uh, funeral home and pulled her out of the drawer and said goodbye and told her I forgive her. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was hard, but I did it. It was hard to do it? I went downstairs and pulled her out of the freezer drawer and said goodbye. Well, you said I, I, you slapped her. Well, no, <laughs> but it was not as not as horrible as you might expect. It was actually a calming, peaceful um, thing to do, and it was really horrendous for me to to do it, but I did it. Nice. And I didn't hate my mom. I just wanted to say goodbye. Oh, yeah. has she turned black? What? Has she turned black already? Don't, do white people turn black when they die? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't the skin turn black? And, and I think when black people die, they turn blacker. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they're just a movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. You say they turn green? I think, yeah, there's a, there, like, I'm just, imagine, wow, this is, <clears throat> I'm just going through the, the, the color phases of rot, and I think it's yeah. like, <laughs> I think it's gray, like purpley, like the blood would dry, so that's like a brownish, reddish, purple, and then I think eventually green and yellow oh. would be like the infection. I was rotting. thinking that, because uh, when I was a kid, every time I seen a dead body, it was always black. 
Oh, oh, that's what you mean. Oh, okay. No, uh, because the blood had settled and... and yeah. yeah. No. Okay, well, yeah. Um, not, no. Your mother had turned black, yeah. I did yet. not see that, no. Oh. No, because that generally goes in the back side of the body. Oh, okay. It, it pulls from the front of the body and settles in the back. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. Amazing. Anyway, do the silent prayer. Become your own man. Become your own woman. All right? You got to pull away from the crowd. And you pull away from the crowd spiritually. It doesn't mean you don't hang out with people. It doesn't mean you don't have dinner. That kind of stuff. But once you get on that straight and narrow, spiritually you'll pull away from the crowd. God will cause it to happen. You can't make it happen. Above itself, as somebody was saying, above itself, we can do nothing, right? But spiritually it will happen. And you stay on that narrow path. And when situations come, You'll be fine because you will face them and overcome them and not run away from them. All right. So you get on that straight and narrow. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. No matter how afraid you become or what. Don't be afraid of the devil because that's what it is. All right. And I have a brand new biblical question for this week. I may change it, but I think I'm going to use this one. Do you do you interfere with the natural flow of your life? No, not do you, but why do you interfere with the natural flow of your life? Why? Why do you de- interfere with the natural flow? Huh? Oh, we got to end? I'm sorry, they got to end. They're going to be yelling at me. The camera's about to run out. Thank you for your support, your donations and all that. If you need counseling on the internet, you know how to get us. All right? And, uh... Why do you interfere with the natural flow of your life? I promise you, life has a natural flow and it doesn't need your help. Why do you do it? All right. Thank you all. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Amazing.